Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another Beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beer-tastic Voyage. My name is Kevin. I'm Mark. And I'm Justin. And today, we are going to give a little recap and share some of the interviews with you that we had at this year's Rocky Point Artisanal Brewers Cask Ale Festival. Oh, how well done, sir. Yeah, right. Take one. Fuck it, we do it live, <laughs> but um, it's our it's one of our favorite events. Um, we went last year. We were really impressed by it, and this year I think held up as well. Yeah, it was it was just as much fun, and I remember it. So like, <laughs> thumbs up. No uh, headers into a into toilets. I'm, I'm fantastic. I feel I feel yeah, good. There was no goose shit all over the place. <laughs> um, I wasn't freezing my balls off outside eating some cold food. I, I yeah. Pardon me. Bless you. We we improved our own experience this yes. year by by me being a mature adult and uh, everyone else making smarter decisions. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And, like we also ate at Mo's before we went there. Yeah, we did not eat beforehand last year. We did properly pregame. As uh, the one thing that one of the most important things I learned at my previous job, my uh, crazy alcoholic chef taught me <laughs> seven P's is proper prior preparation prevents piss poor performance. Yes, and we did not have a piss poor performance. No. And neither did the, anybody at the Cast Festival, actually. No, I don't think so. No. Um, and this year, you guys had not one but two different beers that were uh, being shared with everybody? Yes. Yes, we did. We made a uh, New England rye IPA with sumac, Urfa Biber, and Aleppo chilies. Which Did I pronounce that correctly, Mark? Yeah. Okay, good. I just I was getting a disapproval I, dad I was look waiting from you. for you to struggle on yeah. Earth for Biber, and yeah. then you called that back first. So I was like, all right, he's got this. I just went for it. I was actually going to make you say it, but in the moment, I decided to be brave and just go for it. And Mark, what was the other one that you made? It was a uh, smoked Roggen braggot. And that one was with uh, Andrew, right? Andrew and uh, Danny from, well, Andrew from LIBME and Danny, who owns uh, Brew and Beyond in Calverton. All right. Which we have some of right here in the yes. growler. Yes, we will be having a little bit of sample of that a little later. Because that did not kick. Nope. But we kicked, you kicked the Naripa one, huh? The Naripa, yeah. I There was like maybe one class left in, in right. that pen. Yeah, we were so close. I wanted to be the only homebrewers to hold the thing over our head. For those of you that weren't there or haven't been, when the cask kicks, it looks like a little mini keg. And uh, you hang, hold it up over your head and everybody cheers and whatnot. And None of the homebrewers kicked this year, but uh, we were close. We were I very think close. Only like one or two kicked. Period. I know. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, two or th- most yeah. three. But yeah, yeah exactly. that was about it. There wasn't a ton. Um, but one of the ones that did kick um, was the barrage um, raspberry chocolate beer that they made. Yes. What's the uh, name on it there? That- I believe it's "What a Good Boy" or yeah. "What a Boy," something like that. It is "What a Good Boy." Yeah, for, "What a Good Boy," time. and we had we uh, we got a crowler of that. Yes, yeah, well, so we'll be the, sampling that as well to, to, to recall that. it. Um, but one of the things that I particularly like about that event is the chance to hang out and talk with people because it is a little bit. It is a little bit of a smaller event. You yeah, do get a chance to s- stand around and actually talk with the brewers a little bit, talk with people. It's not just oh my god, there's five thousand crazy drunk people that demand I pour them beer right this instant. No, nah, it's pretty intimate. Right, and it's not like you get your one sample and then you go get on the line for the next one because it's going to take you 20 minutes to get it. Yeah, this one definitely goes much much smoother and a much more relaxed pace. Yes, it definitely does. The um, my favorite my favorite part is is 
that, the fact that it's intimate and you're able to talk to the brewers. And my other favorite part is the um, the strange beers. This brings out the, the strange types of brews and weird adjuncts. And um, while there were definitely some other, some what I would call simpler and good beers, but, you know, like What a Good Boy was a great example of one of the crazier out there ideas. Yeah. There's, um, we, we're going to, I'm going to save it because we're going to mention a couple of my favorites that I had over the course of the day through the episode but there's a lot there was definitely a sense of hey let's be a little creative we're not doing a huge batch now what did you call those uh the small casts or the firkins those no, are it's the called pins. the pins pin i'm sorry firkins yeah. are the big casks correct well right. bigger bigger yeah yeah it's like the second the... to smallest size all right well yeah, it's just in the yeah in the in in this world they're the big ones. Yeah, basically there's the small and the big. There's yeah. no, we're not going. I don't think many people are going to go past uh, past the firkin. I'm not size. entirely yeah. I'm not entirely sure that the next size above firkin may be butt, but butt may be two sizes above firkin. You could tell me whatever, and I have absolutely no idea on that one. So I'm not going to fight you. Um. So you want guys want to hop in to our uh, first interview? Yeah. Um. It's with Jamie Partridge. He's the head brewer of Port Jeff Brewing Company. And he tells us a little bit about their offerings for the day and what some of the plans are for Port Jeff Brewing in the near future. So take it away, Jamie. So we're here with Jamie Partridge, head brewer at Port Jeff Brewing Company. How are you doing today, Jamie? Oh, I'm great. So what you bring down to the festival today? We brought the uh, Starboard Oatmeal Stout with uh, coffee, local coffee and vanilla beans. Nice. Where would you get the coffee from? Uh, Kings Coast. So Kings Coast, they're located in, uh, are they around the area? Are they near Port Jeff? I don't know what town they're in, but their coffee is amazing. Yeah, I had a sip of that one. I particularly enjoyed it. What um, what was the second one? I saw there was a double IPA you brought? Yeah, the uh, the peer pressure, and we uh, dropped it again in the cask with Citra. Awesome. So how long have you been with uh, Port Jeff Brewing now, Jim? Uh, About six, six years. I've been head brewer for just over two years. Excellent. Is there anything in particular that you guys are working on right now? Well, we've got a pretty sweet lineup in the, uh, the tasting room. You know, it's porter, stout, a few IPAs, uh, a couple wheat beers, things like that. And then uh, we've got some like nice sours on, too. Uh, not on tap, but in the bottle. So we've got a sour stout, uh, we call it tarantula. And we've got a, uh, uh, a sour Belgian golden ale with Brett Brooks uh, called the Lexington. And then uh, somewhere down the line, we've got a couple of special things aging in some wine barrels that, uh, that we'll release when the time is right. All right. We actually recently did an episode where we took a taste of the tarantula and the Lexington, and we really enjoyed it. We thought the, um, it was a little flat as far as like, the conditioning was concerned, but as the rest of it, we really enjoyed the flavor. Were you involved in the making of this? Uh, yeah, uh, all of those beers are long time coming, like most sour beers. So, uh, you know, and bottling that kind of beer while keeping all the other beers safe from such things is a, a little challenging. But uh, the Lexington, specifically, I think, is one of my favorite sour ales. I'm not a huge sour person. I like sour beers, but I can only drink a little bit. I can drink more Lexington than I can of any other sour beer. I could understand that completely. We, when we tried this Lexington, we were like, all right, it's, it's a little bit sour. It's got a little bit of the tartness to it, but it's not going crazy. It was definitely, I think, reserved was the word that we used. When it came to the amount of sour that it was there, we knew that it was, had a bit of a tartness to it. Um, I think when we came, tried the tarantula, we were looking for a little more punch, 
but we both we all three of us really enjoyed both those beers. Um, is there anything that's coming down the pipe soon? Like you mentioned some wine barrel stuff. Is it white wine barrels, red wine barrels? Can you give us a little bit of a insight on that? It's uh, basically a, a, a sour a sour English ale in a, a wine barrel, um, a white wine barrel specifically, and uh, they. Uh, they should come out. They should come out pretty well. It's taken some time. We've added some fruit to them, so uh, raspberry and things like that. And uh, but we also have like some that are just plain. So we'll have like a, a four pack uh, of various things to try. Okay, so we're talking maybe a four pack of future various sour beers coming out. That's right. Oh, that's that's gonna be exciting. We're definitely gonna make sure we grab some of those. But it might be it might be a while off. We'll see. We'll see. We're not going anywhere. We're not gonna stop drinking beer anytime soon. <laughs> All right, Jamie. So, is there anything else today that you went and tried that you found particularly enjoyable? Uh, well, the Rocky Point uh, Stein beer is incredible. Just the way that they made it and just the malt bill involved is just amazing. The fact that they were able to do that uh, was so cool. And the way that they did it was just incredible. And then uh, 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 the, uh, the Russian Imperial Stout from um, Barrier. I'm sorry. Barrage. Yeah, that one's been getting a lot of uh, a lot of talk. I'm, I'm drinking that right now. There's a lovely young lady on the other side there that's telling us that the Barrage one is the way to go. Yeah. Such a good beer. Hold on. She's coming on over here. The chocolate cherry jelly. Hello, young lady. What's your name? My name is Betty Jean. Hi, Betty Jean. How are you today? Yes. That's me, and we're recording some of it right now. How are you, Betty Jean? I'm very good. So what's your favorite beer that you've had today? Uh, the Barrage. The Barrage? That... The, the jelly ring kind of thing that yeah. they made is fantastic. Nine point one percent. It's delicious. Is there anything else that's really stuck out to you today? Um, no, that's my best one. All right, not not that beautiful New England rye IPA that those two ugly guys at the end of the road made. <laughs> oh, which which end of the road? There's a lot of end of uh, the road. <laughs> don't worry about it. I'm teasing you. It's okay. It's all right. Betty, you have a fantastic Thank day. Thank you. It was nice meeting you. Pleasure. So. Cheers. So, Jamie, thank you so much. I'm going to let you talk to this young lady that's coming to bother you. She looks like she's got some important questions for you. All right. Your cask is kicked, and they need you to do some lifting. Oh, shit. That's how we know it's good. Congratulations, Jamie. Thanks for taking some time with us. Have a good one, Kev. Cheers. So thanks again to Jamie. It's uh, It was really weird for me to see him in that setting because I've no, um, unknowingly known him since high school. <laughs> um, even though we didn't go to the same high school, it was just odd running into him and realizing that he's we somehow ended up in the same circle again <laughs> yeah it's always odd how so uh, the world cool. like brings people back together yeah. um and the beer he ended off talking about was from a uh, barrage was uh who's a good boy what, what a, a good, good boy. boy i'll keep wanting to call it who's a good boy. i know we keep saying that's a great that's a great name too but uh what a good boy and it's a raspberry russian imperial stout that when i stopped by barrage earlier in the week um i they had, they still had some left over, so I got a crowler of it because why not? Yeah, it was fantastic. And it comes in at a very light nine point one ABV. Yeah, this is the perfect uh, breakfast style beer. Not that we're at breakfast time right now, but yeah. you know, no, we're after lunch. We're good. I feel like I feel like I'd like to start my day with this. You know what? It's sweet enough that it could like it feels like it could be a substitute for a raspberry donut or something. Yeah, and I think that you know, as we talk to people at the festival, this was one of the ones where everyone said, you know, this, this, what's your favorite beer? This one. This is this is yeah. their favorite. It was a it was a big hit, and it, it I don't I haven't taken another sip yet, but I remember it tasting a lot like a jelly roll, 
which is also I remember from last year's Cast Festival, Brian uh, from Bellport had a beer yeah, um, right. that, had, had, that had a similar flavor to it. He did, except I th- believe his had the uh, the Mexican chocolate in it. Right. That was a little bit different. Well, kinda. no, that was a – he had the jelly ring one, and then he had the Mexican chocolate one. Oh, that's right. Oh, I thought it was – I thought he took the – the Mexican chocolate one, and then added the raspberry to it to make the jelly ring one, because I thought they were all three kind of built on the same. No, because like one premise. of them, from what I remember, like one of them was just the stout, and then there was the Mexican chocolate one, and then there was the. Je- there were definitely three. I can't remember yeah. the exact separation. Well, perhaps I'm recalling incorrectly. I don't if know. you really want to know, go back yes. to the archives and uh, you know find that. Up re-listen there. to that episode. I'll, ch- I'll I will put a link to that in the show notes. There you go. Um. But just even from just opening the can and pouring out the couple glasses, it smells so much like raspberry. Yeah. In our area right now, and the Joya Jelly Rings is exactly what it really tastes like. What that smell is. Yeah, it, uh, it's fantastic. It, it it also coats the inside of the glass. Like oh I took God. a sip and it comes back down, and that's what it does. To my tongue and my throat, but in the best possible way. Like normally, you yeah. want you want stuff to finish clean. No, this this is motor uh, raspberry flavored motor oil. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's very. That's viscous. a really good way to f- phrase it. Like, and this is this is an awesome dessert beer. Yeah, this beer like you can hang out and have this one at the like as you're sitting around having. The, I would love to have this and like a dish of vanilla ice cream. Oh man, pour this on the vanilla ice cream. Yeah. I wouldn't be against that at all. Is there any way you could reduce this and make it thicker? Like if you if you heated it up, would it ruin it? Maybe. I, I yeah. think it would. I think it might kind of make the bitter a little too present, right? Um, which always happens when you reduce stuff. But you might also lose some of the raspberry flavor yeah. too, right? No, I just want. I want to have this in a glass, and I want to have one little di- one little scoop of vanilla ice cream that I can be t- take a bite or two of that, have a sip of this. And actually, I think the vanilla ice cream would kind of clean off the palate a little bit. It kind of <laughs> work to clean it off and then come back with this. Like, yes. It'd be, it'd be a great combo. But I completely agree with everybody on why they thought that this was the probably the winner of the day. Yes. I hope that they uh, they, they think about this and maybe, maybe make this a little more often. This is uh, fantastic, especially yeah. for the winter. I'm, like, warm now. Yeah. I was a little chill in Mark's basement, but now I'm, <laughs> I'm all good. Oh. <laughs> Look. We have a Lichtenhainer fermenting over in the corner. We can't let it get too warm. That's true. That's true. The Lich King is over the corner, so we need to <laughs> deal with that. I can't pronounce spell. I have nothing oh. I, Nothing to do with, with the Lichtenhainer. Lichtenhainer. Oh, yeah. See, I got nothing. Can we please call it the Lich King? I, I've been, that, I have literally only been calling it that. that that's what he's been referring yes. to it as, yes. Yeah. That's so much better. I know. <laughs> I, I, I feel like we're going to end up naming it that, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll have to see what it tastes like. This is really this is really tasty, and I was very ha- excited to see this on the board when I went there to get a little more of it. Um, any other thoughts on it from you guys? Uh like I think the short porter is what I want of this, just because yeah. I think the raspberry by itself, for me, it just gets to be a little too much. This it's is- a very good beer, but yeah. like I couldn't I couldn't drink a full glass of it. This is the type of beer for me that I can actually drink slowly. Yes. Because of that viscousness, because it's the flavor stays in my throat. I don't have to like keep going. It tastes so good. I have to keep having it. <laughs> like the like this falls in the same category as uh the uh banana cider that Bobby Poboy does. Yes. Uh monkey something I forget. 
Monkey Business, maybe? I maybe. forget exactly the name of it. But it's really good. But it also kind of sickeningly sweet and like yeah. wherein if I drink too much of it, it starts to turn my stomach a little. And I feel like even though this beer is very good, if I drank like a whole pint of it, I would end up in that same sort of area where I'm just like, that was really good, but <laughs> that was a poor life choice. <laughs> That's like every time you go to Coldstone and and they're like, I'm sorry, I couldn't give you the like it, so I put it in a love it cup. Like I just gave you too much, and you're like, yeah, but but I didn't want diabetes today. <laughs> like I didn't come in and say I want this now. Like diabetes, <laughs> diabetes, right? Thank you, Wilfred Burbley. Who did who did that bit with um about Coldstone and what comedian it's like it's like a crackhead decided to name uh, the uh, oh. na- name the signs I like it I love it I gotta have it man. I, gotta have it. <laughs> I don't remember I, know, I recall what you're referring to but I don't remember or, who it was or um, Chappelle or something like that but uh, yeah I can't I can't remember but it's very it's very true and Steph and I my, my wife we were we always we always go to the Moe's over in Patchogue there's a Coldstone next door right and I was like man we haven't been to Coldstone in the longest time and I love sweets but I just can't. I can't go there because I order something. I have two spoons of it, and I'm like, okay, this is that's what I needed right now. But I paid for this, so I'm gonna eat it. And then right. I'm always so sorry. But like I have four a half hours gallon later. that I have to eat. Yeah, yeah. That's why I've never like. I think I've had Cold Stone like maybe three times total, just because <sighs> it's it's too rich. Well, I can't do it. I'm not. Ag- I'm not against sweets. And the next interview that we have. Uh, the brewer made a really sweet golden ale that he included something a little different into. And this is from Kyle Shug. He's the head brewer up at Harborhead Brewing. And so take a listen to him, and he's going to tell you about a the golden ale that he made that has, I don't think I've ever had a beer with this in it yet. Hey, I'm Kyle Shug. I'm the head brewer at Harborhead Brewing Company. Hey, Kyle. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Is this your first year at the uh, Nano Cast Festival? Yeah, first time. We just got invited uh, last week, so we slammed some stuff in the casks and oh. brought it out. I think last year you guys weren't even a brewery yet, were you? No. Nah, we uh, opened uh, June 3rd, um, and we just got the taste and improved last year, so we're moving forward. Awesome. Fantastic. So what beers did you bring down to the festival today? Uh, we have a Swedish fish blonde, which is our normal blonde, where we have a bunch of Swedish fish in there. We got some extract in there, too. And we have um, an IPL. It's our new lager we just put out, and we dry hopped with Amarillo hops. Fantastic. i got to say, I had the Swedish blonde, and I thought it was a really great job uh, bringing in that kind of cherry Swedish fish flavor to replace the candy sweetness that's normally with a blonde. I thought it was fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, it just... You know, we slammed together last night and hoped for the best, and I think it turned out pretty good. You put that together just last night? Yeah. We put it together, I think, around like 2 o'clock yesterday. Shit. <laughs> I really didn't think it was going to be that quick. Yeah, but This is our first dance festival, so, you know, see what happened. And people liked it, so. No, it's it's definitely a, a good beer to start with. Now, I, I heard you saying something about that. You have actual Swedish fish hanging out in a bag in there? Yeah, we took a uh, just a cheesecloth bag, hung it in there with a... I would say eight ounces of the Swedish fish, and it's in a five-gallon thing of blonde with a little uh, extract we made with vodka and Swedish fish let that steep for about five days, and then dumped about an ounce in. Nice, man. No, it's definitely a uh, a tasty beer. I like it. It's a little bit of change of pace from some of the other uh, heavy dark beers that I've had today. So is there anything going on in Harborhead that's uh, coming down the pipe soon that we should know about? Yeah, we're getting ready to open back up uh, in March. We'll ha- probably have more hours we'll be open uh taco tuesdays most likely um friday saturday sunday possibly wednesdays for raw bar at the whale's tail 
Um, but we just did a uh, we did a lager for, for the first time. We did a West Coast that's new. Um, got the blonde back. We revamped it. Made it a little a uh, little higher in alcohol, a little sweeter. Um, we got a Belgian dry. Oh, sorry. We got a Belgian dry hopped uh, wit beer. And uh, yeah, we're gonna do New England soon. That's uh, that's what we got going on. Okay. Um, that's a, those all of them sound really good. We got a chance to stop by. We had uh, tried a couple of the beers. I'm sorry, I don't remember off the top of my head which ones we had, but we definitely thought you guys were onto something to uh, to start off pretty good. So you guys are hitting the ground running. We like that. Yeah, we got a uh, we got a new consultant in. I'm pretty new to the commercial brewing world. I basically started in June after three four years of home brewing, and. Uh, yeah, we're moving in the right direction, and we got some good stuff coming up. Hopefully, we'll do a saison in the spring and uh, just move on accordingly. Okay. So, um, other than your beers, what's something that you tried today that you really enjoyed? Um, Steve from Barrage, just his his beers are always great. He did an uh, an IPL dry hopped real nice, perfect amount of carbonation in that beer, and uh, he did another beer with jelly rings, the dark chocolate covered jelly rings. We've had a lot of people talking about that one. It's the guy nails it every time. He like he knows his niche and he just really executes when he has these events. Oh, that sounds really good, man. And hopefully we get a ch- and we had talked about it a little earlier today. Hopefully we get a chance to uh, hang out with you and have a real conversation a little further down the road once the weather warms up. Yeah, hopefully in June we'll have a good tap lineup. We'll have a uh, longer operating hours, and by then we should be like a real brewing company. It sounds good, man. Best of luck, and uh, we'll see you soon. Cheers. Thanks so much, man. Have a nice time. So thanks again to Kyle. Um, It's always nice to see new brewers getting a little more time, and um, I'm looking forward to uh, maybe making a trip up there. I didn't get a chance to go last season while they were open, but I think, Justin, you stopped by there to pick up the uh, product from them. I did. Um, The the location's um, actually... I wouldn't call it convenient, but when you do get up there, there's a lot of cool stuff to go see. You can go into the town of Northport. I'm sorry. Yeah, Northport. I was right. Town of Northport. And then um, also potentially stop by Sand City. And then there's a restaurant called The Shack if you want to go well, check I would, that place uh, out. I would say hold off on stopping by Sand City because as of currently, oh, right, they have, yeah. uh, the town has closed the tasting room right. on them. Because they are experiencing some difficulties with the uh, zoning Again, laws for like the third time. Yeah, for people lining up to uh, their can to, to get can releases, and just that the tasting room has kind of become a bar, and they are not set to be that way. They've gotten a couple of violations for number of people in the building there as well. Yeah, yeah, well, it's all all part of success, I suppose. Yeah, I just think it's it's frustrating to me because Northport. Kind of, it's one of those towns. It's like it wants to be the quaint little, you know, North Shore village, right? And it wants to bring, you know, and, and it has all these young people that are now going to bring money into your town, and then they're like, yeah, but we don't really want your money. We want <laughs> exactly, we want, yeah. We want Judge Smales to come by. We don't really want you to come here. Yeah, Danny can stay in the lumberyard. Exactly. The good Lord would <laughs> not ruin the greatest game of my life. <laughs> <laughs> right in the lumberyard, Danny. Exactly. <laughs> So hopefully they'll open up soon. I know as of this morning they had a gigantic line for a can release there today. So, yeah? yeah, so that's good. So uh, me being a week behind on the news may have uh, altered things already. Oh, no, no, they're not. The, the tasting room itself isn't open, but they are. They're still allowed to, to set up the can release. release I okay, guess. Yeah. good. Yeah, they, they get around that by so like they have a, a rear entrance to the building. Okay, so that's why you always see like at the back Scudder Avenue entrance. Yeah, they're also doing a can release at Hoptron next weekend. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah. 
Um, so our second beer that we're going to have here today is the Roggenbragget that you guys made. Yeah. And that one was, was that the one with Andrew? Andrew? Yeah, 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 with uh, Andrew Luberto of LABME and Danny Conception from uh, Brew and Beyond. And th- this is the one that you may have seen a while back, like pictures of my smoker. That, uh, right. you know, we smoked five pounds of rye with uh, oak scraps from Justin's wood shop. And uh, we only oh, used three pounds of the smoked in the beer, but it has a it has a really nice smokiness to it still. Yeah, when you when you take a sip, it's uh, because it has a bra- it's a brag. It means it has honey, uh, honey in it. I'm not sure what percentage you know gets you from or how much you have to put in to make it a braggot versus just having honey in a beer. Maybe Mark knows. There's no there's not a defined percentage, but it's more so. Uh, like according to the BJCP, it's like how prominent the honey character is. Okay. Like if it's the honey character is there prominently in balance with the malt and hops, then it would be a braggot. If it's just adding fermentable sugars and like there's really not much perceptible impact of the honey after the fact, then it would just be like an alternative sugar beer. Right. I mean, the the honey. I mean, it's definitely a braggot thing because the honey is. For me, it's the most prominent characteristic, and then you get um, a good amount of the smoke to sort of balance the sweetness. Yeah. The thing that always that got me the first time I tasted it was the smoke, but now trying it the second time is the texture of it. It almost has that. It tastes very light to begin with, almost like a thin, like almost like kind of water mouth feel, and then it feels like you kind of mixed in a mead with it, where you get a little bit of the syrupy sweetness of it with it the syrupiness i think is from the from all the rye well like all, I, whatever it yeah. comes, whatever it comes from but that's just like what it's coming into my head while yeah I taste it. how it's playing yeah it, that it tastes thin first and then it kind of swirls in of this of this other flavor which i find really entertaining yeah there's a there's a lot going on and this is um it's been in a growler um andrew's nice enough to to pull some out of the cask and put it in a, in a big 64 ounce growler for us yeah, so the carbonation is definitely not what it was at the festival, Agreed. but it I'm still enjoying it. I actually I like it more. The carbonation I think um gave me more of the flavors, which I like them I like them way they play together now at a little bit of a lesser level than, yeah. than there. There was a lot more banana for me at the show. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the banana ester is definitely not present anymore. Um or nearly as present because I remember when you were taking a whiff of it. I was like yeah, coughing it, was, it at the it show because I love that banana ester, but I also think the the smoke flavor is kind of mellowed out a little bit. Um, just it doesn't seem maybe it was just the carbonation that was providing it more to me, but now it doesn't quite seem as overwhelming to me as it did at the show. Right. No, I agree. I'm I'm I I, I like it better now. I liked it then. It just you know. I don't know what it was. It was really funny. A lot of people came up and said that it was very good. They really enjoyed it, especially some uh, some of the members at LIBMA. And I was kind of like, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> but now I'm, uh, I'm appreciating a little bit more now. Yeah, I remember you weren't super stoked about it. No, yeah. but I, I think that I thought it was really interesting. It just wasn't something I wanted to have a lot a lot of. It was, it was a lot of fun to make, especially brewing on the grandfather in the back of there. And I, that I was can't, kind of a disaster. I can't help but uh, give a shout out to somebody who's who may or may not be listening to it. John from the I don't remember his last name, but if he comes to the bottle share at Brewing Beyond, he's an uh, older gentleman that I enjoy making fun of and, and all in good jest. I think we enjoy each other. But uh, he actually helped too. He was in the back for, with us for a little while because none of us, including Danny, he, had he ever was, used. He was the technical assistance. Okay, yeah. so what is a grain father? I don't know what that is. It's like it's an all-in-one 
brewing system where it's like self-contained pot that you can then pull the top up to sparge. It's like it has its own basket. It's an electric okay. brewing system. And it has a chiller like, built it's into like it. It's like the kettles that we have, except it's like more over-engineered. Okay, sounds good to me. And maxes out at five gallons. Yes, the uh, we we didn't know. That sounds interesting. It, we 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 didn't know when we were chilling it. John wasn't there, and it, the instructions tell you when you're chilling the the wort to run it right into the fermenter. But it sounded weird because like it's going to chill it all the way down like right away like that. So we just kept recycling it into the same place. Yeah. Except the temperature, the temperature never went down. Wasn't dropping. Okay. It turns out I guess the, the digital probe so for some reason wasn't telling us what the temperature was because when we took the laser gun and shot the outside of it, it was like forty, like fifty degrees. Like we had <laughs> way chilled it. Yeah. <laughs> so it could have just went right in, but it was. It was a little bit of a disaster, but the whole process was fun, and the beer in the end, I think, is That's uh, insanely fast. one of the most interesting uh, concoctions of stuff put together that I've tasted. Yeah. Yeah, they, the only the only thing that, uh, you know, rivaled the nutjobbiness of this was our, you know, is are these berries poisonous uh, New England-style rye IPA? Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. I think we have... Uh, I think we have another episode from one of our favorite people coming up. Yeah, we have one. We have one more interview. Um, actually, I believe he he was one of our first um, road interviews. Oh, for sure. Um, is Brian from Bellport Brewing, and he's going to tell us a little bit about what's going on with uh, his hunt for a location and uh, some of the beers that he brought to the show. Um, which the talk about raspberry flavor. Yeah. Oh, the raspberry flavor was super prominent in his, in his beer, <laughs> and. Um, just what else is going on with Bellport. And then when we come back, we'll uh, explore the Naripa. We're here again back at the Manocast Festival this year with Brian from Bellport Brewing again. How are you doing this year, Brian? Doing awesome, man. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to talk to you again. It's been uh, a whole, I feel like it's been a whole year. I think last year this time is when we first got to talk. Yeah, I think it's been a full year now. Yeah, it's been, it's been a little bit. So, any news in the uh, in the industry? How, what's going on? How we? Uh, how's the uh, event coming on? How's I can't do that. Fucking killing me. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking killing me. Thanks a lot, dude. Thanks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. He's going to keep doing it. All right. Steve's going to go put some penis in his mouth, and then we're going to step over here so we can continue this. All right. Steve, take the penis out of your mouth. Go finish your beer. Penis. Anyway, so how's the brewery coming along? Any news? Any cl- are we getting closer? Yeah, so we're getting a lot closer. I, I mean, I feel like I've been saying this for how many years now, but uh, you know, for every spot that we've seen, we've seen five spots that just don't seem like they're going to work. And uh, you know, I, I I've read stories about uh, a good friend of mine, Paul from Blind Bad, and and he's just been having nothing but problems finding a spot. And I feel like I'm in the same boat. And I feel like if it's not a perfect spot and it's not going to work perfectly, it's just not going to be my home. And that's been my biggest problem right now. We just haven't found, like, home yet. We've seen a lot of spots, but not a home yet. It's a, it's a big investment and a big step forward to be committing to one location. So I think you're better off finding the, making sure that you have the right spot rather than just to get into any spot there. So. Completely agree. Completely agree. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about the uh, the two beers that you brought this year. Yeah, so uh, we made a uh, a milk stout, uh, and it's a coffee milk stout with uh, coffee from Tend in Shirley. 
it was the coolest experience in the world because we were able to make a our own flavor of coffee and it was fantastic. We, you know, we sat down with them, and they decided, you know, what do you want in there? You want a little bit of roasty, a little bit of smoky, or whatever it may be. Um, and we did it. They made that kind of uh, coffee in there, and it worked out great. So, so that was the coffee that went into the uh, the stout. Uh, there's a ton of lactose in there, and um, with with the two of them, it, it just it made great. It was a, a perfect uh, coffee milk stout that we. Uh, combined so what we brought with us here is we took that beer and we added fresh raspberries chocolate some marzipan a little bit of almond and vanilla and uh we turned that into a uh, uh a cookie a rainbow cookie and uh, we've gotten some awesome reviews about it it came out fantastic we're real happy with it and the other uh beer um uh, what is on your hand dude i swear to god what did you just i mean did you just wipe your ass so thank you so the other one was a cherry mojito um and a a good friend of mine tim uh helped me with that recipe and and he's helped me in the past with other beers here Uh, and um listen if steve gets any closer to you he's gonna owe you dinner i think i'm pregnant now i think he got me pregnant (laughs) so um yeah so the, the so a friend of mine tim uh is a chef and I owe him everything with the cherry mojito. You know, so the cherry mojito was very cool. It was a flavor that I've never had before. I've had mojitos. I've had cherries, obviously. But this is a coffee milk stout. And when you think about, like, the citrus in a mojito, like the lemon and the lime, when they when they are introduced in a tea environment with milk, it's instant curdle. I mean, that's what curdle – it's just going to curdle. Uh, it didn't uh, for some reason. I mean, it's it's lactose powder as opposed to actual milk that's going in there. Uh, but it didn't do that. It, it came out fantastic. The flavors were great. They bursted out, and, and if, if it was served the right way, which I hope it was, you would get the flavor of the beer and then the backbone of a little bit of coffee and some chocolate and, and the, the, the stout that it should have been afterwards. Well, I had a chance to try both the rainbow cookie and the, and the mojito one. I really enjoyed the, uh, the nice cherry bite that came with the mojito one. It had a little bit of tang in there that I thought was tasty. But the uh, the rainbow cookie definitely brought me back to my uh, my aunt's favorite cookies that she used to make. Yeah, no doubt. Um, it was a little chewy, um, but the flavor was absolutely on point. Yeah. So I, I uh, listen. I the one thing I won't do is I hate artificial, and I know sometimes the only way to get around doing it is artificial. Um, but if I was going to make something so uh, drastic like a rainbow cookie, it was going to be all natural. I mean, the, these these raspberries could not be any more fresh. Uh, Everything that that we that we had was literally made for this recipe and pureed. Uh, the best way to do it was to do it the way we did it. We knew it was going to be a problem with with chunks in a beer, and it wasn't meant for people to have full glasses. Even though people came coming back for full glasses, um, it was meant for you to taste it and, and understand what it's about and what the flavors are, and and really uh, uh, go with it from that. You know, then dump. I mean, it's. You, there's there's a quarter of an inch of sediment on the bottom of everybody's beer, but they keep drinking it. But uh, you know, I don't know. Nah, it was. I think uh, I think exactly what you're saying. It's it's that it's good for a small sample of it. Um, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't change the, how I got the flavor. I would just maybe run it through a, run it through some cheesecloth, and that would be all I want. Like, <laughs> but the flavor is absolutely on point. Thank you. Um, 
so what's uh what's next for Bellport? Is there anything soon that we should be looking for in bottles coming out soon? Yeah, so we're going to be doing a lot more with bottles. Um, you know, and I, and as I'm talking here, I I do want to introduce uh, Dan. Dan is a uh, partner in Bellport Brewing Company as well. And, Hi, Dan. How you doing? A little bit about uh, how's it going, buddy? How's it going? You want to, can we can we can we do a quick little uh, burst about Brewing Beyond? Or absolutely, absolutely. Hey, Dan, how are you today? We're doing great. Brewing Beyond's for home brewers, where if you love craft beer, if you want to brew it, you come to Brewing Beyond, and we're here to guide you through the process. Awesome. Where are you located, Dan? Calverton. Okay. The Calverton's a little bit of a bigger area. Do we have a road? Do we have an address or anything like that? Well, it's it's a real country road, but we might be um, changing locations in the near future. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. I know Justin on the podcast is a big fan of your shop. I know he stops by, lets his uh, little rug rat runner. Do you need big like? I mean that he's a fat ass, but also that he (laughs) but also that he purchases a bunch of product from you. Okay. He's very big. Yes. I agree. He's not gonna. He's not gonna deny that either. So, Dan, what's been your favorite beer that you've had here today? Um, that's tough. Oh, wow. I think St. James. Yeah, the beer de Noel that they made is a is a really good quad, and I think Jamie always makes some really high quality stuff. Yes. I I totally agree. That's that's my favorite at this point. Yes. Outstanding. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking the time. Is there anything else that you want to share with um our listeners, real quick? Yeah, so uh, the biggest thing that we're doing right now is uh, we will be in a spot this year. Uh, that is a, a promise that we've made ourselves um, that if we're not in a, a building, then we may think about calling it quits, and I hope that doesn't come to that. But, uh, you know, in order to make it in this business, you have to have a location where people can come and get your beer, and, and that's our biggest thing right now. So look for a lot more bottles, a lot more cans, uh, everything else to get the name out there, and uh, we'll be uh, opening soon for everybody else. That sounds great. Thank you so much, Brian and Dan, right? Dan, is there anything else that you need to let us know about? God bless America. Outstanding. Thank you guys so much, all right? Go back, have one more, warm back up. I'm sorry I've kept you out in the cold so long. Cheers, guys. Thanks, buddy. All right, and thanks again to Brian for our last interview of the day, and I hope you guys enjoy um, checking out the, um, the interviews that we do with the Brewers. It's one of my personal favorites parts of doing this show. Yeah, for for sure. The the ability to have someone um, actually talk on a microphone with you and have a straight face and actually give a shit about talking to us is really cool. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Steve did not give a shit that we were talking to people on a microphone. <laughs> no, um, no, he did. So he was he was a little too infatuated with penises. He probably should have taken a, a little tip from the beer name "What a Good Boy" and been um, more of a good boy to I us. Think, but... I think he did take the tip there. But that's besides <laughs> the point. Maybe a little bit more. That's all right. I still I still appreciate it. <laughs> he it still was... makes magical beers. And he also still ended up on the microphone. So, That's true. You know, it's another person that really wanted to talk to us on That's a microphone. True. And I believe um, you also heard Danny in there from uh, from Brewing Beyond. Yes. He was hanging out with us outside, and eventually he got to the point where I just had to shove the microphone in his face. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, so lastly, I want to touch on the, uh, the Ripa that you guys made, which... Um, might have been, which for me, might have been the best tasting, ugliest beer I've ever oh had. Oh my god! It, yeah, it definitely was not a liquor. <laughs> no, uh, it, it was. It was not a pretty color. It was. It was. It, really it was wasn't. Soylent Gray. <laughs> yeah, it was. It really. It really did look like Soylent. Gray. Yeah, it was really fucked up. It, it was a rough looking color. The number of times I poured it for someone, I said, "Just don't look at it. But just throw it in your mouth." <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it, I when I while I was hanging out and I was pouring some while you guys were wandering around, I would tell people I'm just like it's not pretty, but it tastes fucking awesome. Yeah, just go with it. <laughs> I like you know in my time pouring it out for people, like a lot of people did take a picture of the sign to like yeah. remember like what they had, and I also had an awkward conversation with an older woman, and she was like, "Oh, so where are you guys based out of?" I'm like. What do you mean? Like, she's like, oh, where are you? I'm like, this is the Burris End Revival Homebrew Club. She's like, oh, I'm a member of beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I thought it was just one of those standard, like, where can I buy? Because I definitely did that with uh, LIBME when we went to the Nassau Coliseum Festival, like, a long time ago before we even yeah. thought about doing this. Is that the one where we decided to play Frisbee in the parking lot? We, we, we should have played Frisbee in the parking lot, yeah. but we just sat around eating pretzels? Yes, yeah, we made the right decision there. Yes. Um but yes, when we went, I because they had some sort of jalapeno spicy beer, and I was like, "Oh my god, where can I buy this?" And the guys like, "Yeah, you totally can." Like the fact, it's actually even gone now. Yeah. <laughs> We've kicked that keg, and we'll never exist again. And I was, I was so confused. Yeah. But um, it was uh, it was fun. We yeah, we were at the Bruzy Sun Revival table with that. It was uh, it was nice to to have people come up and, and especially come back and go, "Yeah, you know, it does look weird." But uh, can I have another pint? <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought the, I'm mentioned it numerous times before i i, I like the new england ipas the, yeah the, I, the the rye adds a nice character base to it the little bit of spiciness that you got from the urfra biber yeah and right. yeah i've never i don't think i've ever said those words out loud so i couldn't tell you i just pretend i'm having a stroke and it comes out <laughs> <laughs> but they uh it was just it just created a really nice balance between a little bit of spiciness and then you had the juiciness to balance it out and i think if it just if we could clear it up just a little bit or well, i think we just, just needed to never make, I think just make it look yellow or just never <laughs> serve it in a glass like it'd be great okay. this hiccups only yeah, <laughs> yeah solo I think, cups only i was thinking about why it happened and why the, that color happened i think it might you know again it wasn't in the cask forever, but I think there might have been some uh, oxidation that occurred that caused that color. I, I mean, didn't taste oxidation that oxidation may be part of it, but I think it's more. I think it might just be more the rye itself that we put in there. I've never seen anybody else no. do uh, New England rye IPA. No, I haven't. I haven't either, and that's one of the reasons why when you initially said it, I was like, huh. Although, I mean, to be fair, every single time that Mark and I discuss brewing a beer, Mark's like, so how much rye are we put in there? Hence the hence the sack of rye. We had to buy a second sack of rye. Right, right. This out. is our second sack of rye. Gra- There's a 25 kilo sack yeah. of rye in the this corner. This is our down. second sack of rye in what six months? Yeah, pretty eight much. Eight months tops. Exactly. So obviously we're putting rye in it clearly, but um, no, I don't. I, I don't know enough about the brewing process for it to say whether or not it was the rye um, that created it, but. Man, the fl- the flavor was there, and that's really what it boils down to. Yeah, and the the sumac, the uh, the acidity from the sumac berries definitely played into yeah, the, that was a the nice juicy perception. Too. Yeah, yeah. My favorite other favorite part of the day was when people were like, "Sumac, oh, where'd you get the sumac?" I'm like, well, my my brewing partner, he uh, he walked around his office in Plainview yeah. and and picked out the sumac, and they're like, "I'm like, yeah, that's why the name of the beer is are these berries poisonous." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We no. were originally going to call it "Taste Like Burning" <laughs> from, from you know the uh, um, Ralph Wiggum Ralph yeah. Wiggum reference, but I keep, I almost always say uh, the other one with the glasses, Millhouse. Millhouse. Yeah, I was I, for some reason I say Millhouse, but it's, it's obviously it's no. not. But anyway, yeah, I, we it's were going to call Papa, it that. But I bent my Wookie. <laughs> 
I was worried uh, worried that people may think it was going to be like hot, spicy, which it definitely wasn't. It just gave it enough character to really no, ra- yeah, round yeah. out the sweetness. You had like a, a pleasant warming sensation in your throat. Yeah, I wish we yeah. had. I wish we had more of it, which is why now for the for the Lich King, which we're brewing for the Blue Point Cask Fest, we today brewed fifteen gallons or so of yeah, it, roughly. Maybe we've got like fourteen. Right. So the reason is we're filling the firkin because I'm dumb okay. and I signed up to do 10 gallons. And then we're going to have four gallons to bottle on top of that. So this way, Well, like know, three-ish gallons because we'd probably put 11 in the firkin. Yeah, we're going to fill that, fill that bad boy up. But Load her up. So, yeah, we'll, we'll let you guys know how that turns out. And either way, hopefully we'll see everybody April 21st at the uh, the next Cask Festival. Actually, it's a, that'll be the third one. There's another one at the Mill House, right? The, the, yeah, the Road Mill House in West Hampton Beach. That's a chari- it, charity event. That, yes. Uh, Benefits, uh, uh, I forget the name of the camp out there in Santa Marichas. Right. Uh, but that's a, a good event as well. That happens on April 7th. So if uh, you live out that way, definitely look into it. Yes, we'll have more information as it, uh, as it gets closer. I'm sure we'll share that out. Well, um, speaking of sharing, um, to wrap things up, I want to share with you uh, towards the end of the day, at the event, at the festival, I just kind of started uh, shoving the microphone in everybody's face to uh, see if they would share what their favorite beers were and what they thought about some of the beers, of course, today, and um, just kind of generally talking to random people. So we're gonna send you off with those uh, random person's thoughts. And if you were at the festival and you had something that you particularly enjoyed, please shoot us an email, give us a call, somehow get in touch with us, let us know what your favorite beer of the day was and if there's one that we didn't talk about you know what was it why did you enjoy it so much tell us we'd love to hear from you absolutely all right then well cheers everybody cheers hi what's your name what's been your favorite beer today my favorite beer was the sand city deliciousness i i don't think i know that name of it can you tell us a little more about it i don't remember what it was called but it was delicious thank you so much have a wonderful day did you have a good time today? I did. Excellent. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, what's your guys' name? What's your, been your favorite beer today? I'm Talbot. Uh, I'm Patrick. What's been your favorite beers today, gang? Uh, well, I think my favorite beer was the double IPA. microphone, please. I can't hear you. Sorry. My favorite one was the double IPA with fruit. And it was some brewery. But From Port Jeff? Huh? From Port no. Jeff? Uh, not Port Jeff. It was further back. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to keep looking. How about you, dear? Is it the same double IPA that I... That was my favorite thing you The one in this middle table. Okay, from the middle table. That sounds pretty good. It was so good you guys couldn't remember the name? We've got a lot of it. it makes That's it okay. That, I understand how that works. Thank you guys so much. Did you, have you had a good time today? Oh, it's been wonderful. Yeah, it's been really good. Excellent. Oh, I've been here for the past, like, five years. So. Oh, great. I was here last year, my first year. So when I came back this year, I was like, I have to come. I knew I had to come back. No, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. Awesome. Guys, you have a wonderful day. Cheers. Huh? Have a wonderful day. Cheers. All uh, right, cheers. Hi, what's your name? I'm Jack. Hi, Jack. You're the famed Jack of sharing beers with us, right? Yes. Jack, what's been your favorite beer today? Alcohol. Alcohol is fantastic, but what's been really your favorite beer that you went and tried? Are, they, are these berries poisonous? 
I think that one's pretty good, but the guys that made it are real assholes. Don't you agree? I agree. Thank you, Jack. I hope you have a safe trip home. You too. Hi, what's your name? Laura. Laura, nice to meet you. What's your favorite beer from today? I am really in love with the, uh, the very poisonous over here. Yeah, that one's been pretty good. How, who's this gentleman with you? Hi, fiance. Hi, fiance. What's your name? My name is Russ. Hi, Russ. What's been your favorite beer you had today? Oh, there's so many good ones. I, I can't. I don't, I don't pick a favorite. I like to drink um, a variety. Okay. So if you had to pick one that you went back for at least the second time, what would that be? Anything in particular? Not one of them. Okay. But it's a nice event, right? It's, this event's the best event I've ever been to. Um, it's not overcrowded. There's not a bunch of people here that just want to pound beers. It's about um, the beers itself. Um, it's a great venue. Well, thanks for coming down, guys. Cheers and congratulations. Hope you guys enjoy the wedding soon. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.